And so we're kicking off a new series this morning called That God is With Us, and, and, and I think that's a powerful thing because that's, that's exactly what we're connected with. Here at the Live Church, our mission is connecting people with God's purpose. Everybody say with. It's not, it, it, there's a difference between connecting to something and connecting with something. And so I was reading a definition on that that I thought was powerful. And uh, we're just going to kind of see where God wants to go this morning. But, but think about this. T- the word to means something or someone is going or has gone somewhere. The word with means that something or someone is accompanying, accompanying, excuse me, I went to Lakeview. I can hardly read. Someone who is going or gone somewhere, and there's a difference. For instance, I could go to a restaurant, but that don't mean I'm with the restaurant. I can, I, can go, I can go to the circus, but thank God I'm not a part of that circus, right? But I'm with Kelly. Does that make sense? And so there's an accompanying in that, and so in your relationship with God, you're not just connected to some divine source that just does everything for you. Jesus came and gave his life shed his blood, went to the cross, went to the ground, came out, that seed died, and it multiplied so that you and I could stand here today in relationship with God. And because we're with God, that means that everything he has is available to us and everything we have is available to him. Come on. And so, so there's a partnership in that. There's a relationship aspect in that. There's something bigger. There's something powerful uh, that takes place. So when you receive Jesus into your life, you've got to understand that God came to give you authority in your life and authority in your faith. And, and, and it's not just connecting. You know, if, if all, you know, several years ago during the ice storm, you remember all the power went out. We're looking for power all over the place. I mean, we were all so cold and, and having to light fires. And some of you had generators and some of you had fireplaces and some of you had to go other places. But we were looking to connect to something. Because we were in a desperate mindset at the time. But listen, living for God isn't a place of desperation. Living for God is a place that we walk by faith and not by sight. And we're not looking to connect to this divine source who just takes care of everything for us. We're connected to a divine source that partners with us. And when God partners with us, we start carrying the same authority that Jesus had. And, and he didn't come, you know, righteousness and faith and all these things. It's not something in performance that, that, that causes things to shift in our life. God has a movement that's always moving forward, but it's not about our performance. It's about, the, it's about connecting with his power, with, with his relationship. And he, everything that he, that he did, everything he gave his life for is so that you and I could go from where we are today to where he wants us to be. And every level that you faith, listen, today's your lowest level in life. Some of you in here, you may be facing the biggest obstacle in your life, but I'm here to declare to you today is your lowest level because God does exceedingly and abundantly above anything you can ask or think. And so no matter how much I ask or think, God always has a different level. But that, listen to this, though. It doesn't disqualify. It doesn't, it doesn't what's, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, when, when you, at the end of the exam, you don't have to take the test. Exempt. But it doesn't mean we're, exist from having, we're exempt from having to walk it out. There's, there's an authority that takes place. And so we're not going through, you know, three months in our life saying, God, we checked, we did everything right, we passed every test. Woo, we escaped all kinds of tribulations now. No, it's faith that takes you from tribulation to tribulation. But the good news, church, is that every trial you face, everything you go through, every test, every battle, every ounce of pain, listen, God goes through it with you. And you can go through the whole Old Testament, New Testament, you see it all over the place uh, uh, when, they would, when they would face things. And so this morning, a, a quick scripture for you, Matthew tw- uh, 1, verse 23, it says, the virgin will conceive 
and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means what? God is with you. And so, so the God is with us. And so as, as you look at that, there's an incredible power for that. Can I just give you a couple scriptures to build your faith this morning? Uh, Revelations 3.20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him, eat with him, and he with me. Again, relationship. Listen, we're with God. Everybody say, I'm with Jesus. John chapter 14, verse 16 and 17 says, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper, a helper that may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. That's good news right there. I said, that's good news right there. So it, it, it's not a performance. It's not, it's not saying hallelujah right. It's not how many amens we say or how, how we clap our hands. Listen, we're in relationship. And in relationship, there's beautiful side. And in the relationships, there's, there's ugly sides. There, there's different levels in that. We'll talk more about that here in a minute. But, but there's an, I'm trying to help you understand that God has an authority he wants you to walk in. And the enemy will come only to kill, to bring every attack against you that he can to try to talk you out of it because when something, listen, when you have to fight a battle, what the enemy wants you to think is that you did something wrong or that, 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 that you're not good enough or that there's not enough faith working in you and you're not as strong as, as, as Pastor Walt or this one or that one. But that's not, that's not the case today. The levels you face in life, the pain you go through in life comes for one reason, from the enemy. But listen to me, but God's with you through every ounce of that so that when you walk from level to level, listen to me, you go from theory to authority. And when you go to authority, it means it comes at you, but you know, you know the source. You know why this is happening. Are you with me here this morning? So you may be feeling it in Christmas season. Maybe, maybe you're in these different levels and all these things, and, and you're, you're feeling you know, like you're battling and those kind of things. I'm here to tell you today, it's probably not because something's wrong with you. There may be some shifts and adjustments and some obedience and all those things that you need to do, but I have good news for you this morning. There's a power through the name of Jesus and he came to dwell with us. He came to live with us and to do life with us and to help us through every battle, everything we face, everything we go through. I'm here to tell you today that God is going through it with you. And the good news about that is, is this is the victory that we have that overcomes the world. What's it say? Even our faith. And so we're walking in faith today. Look at somebody say, I'm walking in faith. And look at your husband and say, you may not look like it today, but I declare you're walking in faith. Daniel was telling me the other day when him and Blanca got together, he had a five-pack. And um, he said he's lost three or four cents, but he said, I had a five-pack. I was like, what's a five-pack? He said, I never found the sixth one. And I'm like, just keep going. He's keep going to Buffaloes. We're going to find that one day, Daniel. There's something different here this morning. Do you feel it? Can I read another scripture? John 15, 15 says, I no longer call you servants. Because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I call you friends. For everything that I learned from you, my father, I have made known to you. What a relationship in that. What a, what a powerful word that is. And in Hebrews 3.1, therefore, holy brothers and sisters who share in the heavenly calling. Again, God is with us. We're a part of something. We share in the heavenly calling. Fix your thoughts on Jesus. whom we acknowledge as our apostle and high priest. 
Luke chapter 1, and I usually don't do this much, this much scripture, but I'm trying to get something going this morning. In Luke chapter 1, Mary's in an unusual place. An angel approaches her in, in, in verse uh, 26. It says, now in the six months, an angel Gabriel was sent by God to the city of, of Galilee named Nazareth. To a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph in the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw this, she became troubled at his saying and considered what manner of saying this was. Interesting. Have you ever noticed that, that, that when God gives you a word, that he never allows you to see all the pain that's attached to that word. You know, he didn't tell Mary, hey, one day you're gonna, you're gonna see your son hang on a cross. An angel shows up, and at this point, he hadn't really said anything. He just said you're, she's blessed, and it says that Mary was troubled. And, and it's kind of like, I was, I was telling Wayne this yesterday, it's like when Pastor Walt calls and says, hey, I need to meet with you. And you're like, oh, heck, what are we about to get involved in here? Because it's always bigger. I was thinking about this with, you know, the guy like Pastor Walt. A lot of us say, hey, we're going to run over here to the store. Pastor Walt's like, hey, I got to run to India real quick, but I'll be back in a couple of weeks and we'll, we'll carry this thing. But there, there's vision in that. Are you hearing me this morning? And so you know that there's a, there's a bigger step. And the reason that Mary was troubled, I don't think it was because she didn't have faith. I think she was troubled because she knew she was about to step into something bigger in her life, a new anointing, a new level, and a whole new, a whole new condition. And so this angel approaches her. That's probably scary enough if an angel shows up. But, but, but her response was interesting in this. And so uh, you see in Mary's life at the time, she was troubled. There was fear involved. The angel even said, hey, don't, don't have anxiety in this. Uh, and, 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 and she's going through this process of, of all these different emotions in her life. And so, you know, that's, that's similar to many of the places that we are. You look at, at like King David, we think of David as what? The guy that killed Goliath. And when he killed Goliath, it was incredible, but when he, when he took Goliath down, he took him down in authority. But there was a time in David's life where he was having to learn the process. And so he developed by, by killing the lion. He developed by killing, killing the bear. He developed as a young man, as a youth, when no one else wanted to do it, when he went out in the field and he shepherded the sheep and he did it day after day after day after day in this monotonous state. And he developed a routine in that that, that that was powerful. So he went through these different levels of trouble. Are you with me here this morning? And every level he went to, you know, he'd just get better at. God, he learned his authority. He began to walk it out. And so it's the same with Jesus. You take Jesus as a young man in a manger. You know, he goes through his teen years and to the point where he's actually ready to take on and, and take on this assignment. Before he was 30 years old, we already knew he was called, but he was sent at that time. And he began to speak in, in authority and heal and do all these powerful things. And just, just an incredible a place in his life, but he didn't get there overnight. He even told his mom at one point, he said, my time hasn't come yet. But he became an authority to the point where he was able to go to the cross, overcome temptation. He just had to develop this, 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 this trust, this faith, this level of authority. And listen, we, don't, we just don't want to get saved and just stay there. We want to, we want to begin to operate in, you, in your life in a certain level of authority so that when the enemy comes, it doesn't cause you to want to run off or shut down, or get depressed, or medicate in other ways. 
God, God wants to fill you up. The same thing he told Jeremiah. He said, how, how are you going to run? In Jeremiah chapter 12, he said, how are you going to run with the horses if you can't walk with the footmen? And, and God even told Jeremiah, he said, I've put my word in your mouth. He gave him every tool that he needed, and he, and he, and he, and he developed that. And God wants you to develop in that same thing. It's the same thing that Pastor Walt said last week. Give God your yes. Give God your yes and step out and, and, and go to that next level. But there's things that I found in faith that, that, that are interesting because we know that faith, hope, and love, you know, that, that's everything in God centers around those three things. We know we've been accepted in love. We know that, that hope is working in our life. It's endurance. It's the ability to, to have expectation for the future. And then we know we have faith that helps us follow the will of God that helps us take the stands when we need to take them, that helps us pray and walk in authority like, like, like Pastor Bonet was saying a while ago. But then there's also some, another aspect in life, and, and I'm not going to stay long on this, but, but what I've discovered is, and when I was younger, I really dealt with this because I would think if something went wrong, it means that I wasn't good enough or I, I, I didn't know enough or I wasn't operating strong enough. And I'd watched all these faith preachers that say, hey, God will give you this and God will give you that. And they say it and they get it and da-da-da and everybody's swapping gifts and all this stuff. And, I, and at some point when I was about 30, I said, God, something is missing in me. Something's wrong. I know, what, I know the word. I can quote the word. I can, I, can, I can quote every faith scripture there was. Still can. But something was missing and it was the element that, wait a minute, God is with me in this. That I was in love with ministry and not Jesus. Are you getting this this morning? And, and there's a major difference in that. And so, and so when I would face pain, when I would face uncertainty, or when I would face the, the fact that you, sometimes you got to put your head down and go to work. And, and I would struggle sometimes in the uncertainty or in, in the pain because it's in the pain and the uncertainty that we're trying to look at something and we can't see how we're going to get out of this. We can't see the end result. We can't see in the natural how things are going to get better. And, and, and so you got to understand that God operates through faith, hope, and love, and, and, he, and he helps us master that so that when we walk into pain or we walk into uncertain times or places that, that we've got to put our hand to the plow and go to work, come on, that we're able to go through those things, even though we can't see the end result, we know that God is with us. And I've watched and I've dealt with it uh, in my own life at times where when the pain came or the uncertainty came, that's where you want to just shut down. And you're like, man, this is too hard. I can't see, the, can't see where I'm headed. I can't see where I'm going. Come on, if you're front line, you know what I'm talking about. If you're walking by faith, you know what I'm talking about this morning. And, and, and you're battling in, in, in finances or battling in, in family or battling in, in just in life in general. Maybe you're battling self-confidence. Well, God is with us. And that, that enough right there, I think Mary realized that, that not only, not only do I have God, but God is with me. That's the promise that she got, that God is with you. And so if God is with us, listen to me, we have, then we can in our lives walk by faith and not by sight. If God is with us, then we can, having done all to stand, continue to stand. If God is with us, you may be down, but God can heal us. Come on, he's the one that takes, takes ashes and turns them into beauty. You read the Old Testament, he was with Moses. He was with David. He was with Abraham. He was with Jeremiah. He was with Paul. He was with, he was with Peter. Are you with me here this morning? He didn't say, hey, go do it on your own. He said, I'm sending the helper back so that you can, you can get a hold of this and you're not going through it alone. You know, you know the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego where a fourth man showed up in the fire. Come on, I believe that was Jesus. Come on, somebody. And he'll do the same for you because he, he didn't ask you to take this battle alone. He said, I have to die in order for you to live. And so when he died and he, and he went in the ground and that seed 
that, that one seed that died became many. Are you with me? And then it multiplied into something bigger. And so I wish I could stand up here and tell you today to quote five scriptures and every answer would be, pray, you know, uh, would be taken care of. I can't tell you that. But what I can tell you that is God is faithful to his word. And no matter what we face in life, come on church, he faces it and goes through it with us. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And so what is faith? Faith is believing and it's speaking the word of God. And so when we're, when we're in this place like Mary was, where she's troubled, the scripture says, different emotions, she's confused, uh, she's in this place, and all of a sudden, she begins to have acceptance and, and start believing. And the scripture says that she even partnered with someone named Elizabeth, and they began to talk about this vision, and she accepted the fact that, that, that she was called and found favor among women to, to carry Jesus. I mean, what a privilege. I mean, it's a powerful place. And, uh, and so she accepts it. She's walking by faith. And so I want you to see something in this this morning. Number one, uh, as, you, as you tap into this, your forward motion starts, believing, starts with believing that God is with you. And listen, church, that's even in the quiet times. That's even at the times where you're not hearing anything. You ever been in that place where you're like, okay, I'm in this, I'm in this place. I know I'm, I'm quoting the word. I'm excited about God. And then, you know, all these things are happening. And then you're like, okay, but I'm not hearing anything. You ever been in that place? And my advice to you in that is just hang on because something's about to come in a different capacity. Or sometimes it's a word God gave you in the path, the past that you need to grab a hold of and say, I'm standing on this. And I'm walking this out. And, 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 and you look at that. And so our forward motion starts with believing that God is with us. You know, when, when, when Kelly and I, we, we, we just got married and, and I was, uh, we weren't involved in ministry at that time. And, and, and I had this place in my life, a very, very interesting place. It was kind of like my own uh, uh, Kairos, freedom time that I went through, just developing in God. And, and I remember settling the fact that I knew what I was supposed to be doing. But I made a decision in my heart. I wasn't going to try to figure out how it was going to happen. And so I had to accept, hey, God, I know you have this call. I, I know I've, and I've walked in it before. I know what I'm called. My gifts are irrevocable. Uh, but I'm at a place, God, I want you to, I want you to do the arranging. I'm not going to force it. I'm not going to manipulate. I'm not going to try to pull on people's emotions. I'm just going to walk it out. And, and, you know, Kelly and I were eating at the Wharf restaurant um, and eating uh, the good, the good uh, what's that, jalapeno cheese soup is what I like over there. I thought I'd throw that out to you just for fun. Come on. And, uh, and so Pastor Walt comes in, Miss Joanne, Pastor Olin, and hadn't seen Pastor Walt in several years. And, and, and we just greeted, said hello, and went about our business. And, uh, you know, I'm out several weeks later painting a house, and I'm painting this wall. And all of a sudden, you know, I'd, I'd already settled. I was just walking it out now. And I'm, out, I'm painting this wall, and I get a phone call from Brandon Holler. And he said, hey, Pastor Walt's trying to get a hold of you. And I said, really? He said, yeah, he wants to talk to you. I said, I want to talk to him too. And uh, he said, well... They want you to look at painting a rent house. It was over on 42nd or uh, 40th Street, somewhere over there. And, he, and Brandon said, I think, I think looking at a rent house would be a great place to start, painting this, painting this deal. And so I said, hey, I'm in. And so Pastor Walt calls, and, and, and all of a sudden, listen to me, the, the conversation shifted. And, and then today we're standing here because of that conversation. And, and that, 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 what I'm saying in that is that the fact that, it, that when you stepped out, when I settled with God and said, God, I want to do what you want to do, but I'm done trying to arrange it my way. I need you to come in and do the arranging. I'm tired. I don't want to manage it. I don't want to figure it out. I, I just, I want this to be you. And so when I got that, got that phone call from Pastor Walton, I'm out there rolling a wall. And it's about 105 degrees outside. 
And I thought, you know, hey, if God can find you painting a wall in 105 degrees, come on, he can find you anywhere. Because I had, we had disconnected from every source of, of, of any kind of thing. I mean, it was 100% God. And so, but it took us taking a step out in faith to say, hey, God, we're, we're in. We want to do what you've called us to do. We're asking you to arrange it. Come on. And then God speaks to Pastor Walt to give us that phone call. I mean, that's just an incredible thing. And maybe you're in that same condition today where you're like, hey, I'm taking the steps, but I don't know what's going to happen next. Listen to me. You got to trust God. You got to trust that he's doing the arranging. You got to trust that he's, he's helping this thing shift into something else. And so Mary got a hold of that. She began to believe. And then the second thing that she did, she, 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 she realized that I've got, to, I've got to have some kind of partnership in this. And so all of a sudden, her and Elizabeth connect. You can go read the rest of it if you want to. But that her and Elizabeth connect, and John the, Elizabeth's carrying John the Baptist. I mean, babies are leaping in the womb. I mean, they're excited. They're talking about, well, baby showers and all these things, and Mary's accepted the will of God in her life, and she's gone from anxiety to trouble to questioning the angel to struggling with the decisions and, and all these things. Now she's stepped into a full place where she's accepted the will of God in her life, and she's created this partnership. Are you with me? And so you need people in your life to remind you of what God is doing. And, 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 and it doesn't have to be a deep thing. Sometimes we over-spiritualize things to the point, remember I said a couple weeks ago, I don't have to over-spiritualize because I am a spirit. And we don't have to make it spooky or any of those kind of things. Sometimes you just need somebody to look into your face and say, hey, remember when God said this to you? And, and you think about it, you know, if you go to a wedding, in a wedding they have the preacher, they got the bride and the groom, and then they have the groomsmen and the bridesmaids, and you know why they're there? While the groomsmen and bridesmaids are there, it's to remind them they made a covenant with God. And, and when you have partnership in your life, even your life, what, what, what Mary did, she found somebody she could connect to that would remind her the will of God. And remind her that when you're facing something, hey, you remember when God said this? Or you remember when God spoke this? Or remember when that angel showed up to talk to you? You know, that wasn't by accident. That was God's divine nature at work. Come on. And, and, and he began to stir some things. And, you know, yesterday we're standing out after when deer hunting and Wayne and Tommy and I are standing out there. We're just talking about life. And Wayne, Wayne looked at me and said, hey, you remember when you got that word from Ed Trout? I'm like, yeah, I do remember that. You know, and, and we begin to talk the word and you leave encouraged. That's the kind of relationships you need in your life. That's why you're sitting here today. Come on, somebody. You need the person sitting next to you. You need the person that God is operating in, in there that reminds you of what God said. And then, because and what they're going to remind you to do is to allow God to arrange it. And the more that we let go, uh, and we're not letting go by doing nothing. Remember, we're still working hard. But the more that we let go, the more God shows up and begins to interweave and he begins to arrange things uh, that are different. I remember I had a, we had a, a guy come in, Kerry Kirkwood, several years ago. And he's given words and everybody's getting these words. And it, it was kind of a deep, kind of a transition time, really. And... And, uh, but they were, they were edifying, they were encouraging, all these things. But he gave me a word and he said, God is, he said, God is placing you in a place to be in author, under authority, in authority, and to work with those in authority. And I thought, that's weird. To be under authority, in authority, and to work with those in authority. And so I struggled a little, kind of like Mary did. I struggled with that word. I was like, God, I understand authority. I understand how this thing works, I, you know. And at the time I, I came on, I'm a part-time, uh, whatever title I had at the time, I don't, I, don't, I don't even remember. It was missions and outreach or something like that. And I'm like, man, I, I was a senior pastor. Yeah, I understand authority. 
And then God's looking, I can see God looking at me and saying, you young buck, you don't, you don't know half of what you think you do. I was in a conversation with a staff member this week, and I said, there's a lot you know, and there's a lot you don't know. But that's okay. That's why we're all here working this thing together. And so the word in that is, is, is I think with Mary, as it was in me at the time, we can't be threatened by when God wants to develop us to a different level. Because God can see an end result that, that you haven't seen yet. We get the word, we get the promise, we get the highlight reel, but he didn't always let us see the full picture. Just like Mary didn't see at the time she was gonna watch her son go to the cross. But she understood that God was with her. And I think at that point, she wouldn't have understood that. But 33 years later, she had the faith to endure what she was about to go through in watching that moment. Are you with me here this morning? Because she was, I think, under authority, in authority, and working with those in authority. And many times in life, we hear the word authority and we get threatened by it because most people's mentality is, I don't want nobody telling me what to do. I got good news for you this morning. It may not be good news, but it's, it's good news, I think. Somebody's always gonna be telling you what to do. It's those that can adapt in that kind of pain, uncertainty, and put their hand to the plow combined with faith, hope, and love. Come on. They keep walking this thing out. And so you may be in that same place Mary was where there's a struggle, where there's some pain, where there's some uncertainty, where there's some decision-making, some anxiety, some things that, that just, you know, you're feeling and you're like, I can't, I can't figure it all out. But you don't have to. Sometimes, like Pastor Walt said, Jesus just needs your yes. He just needs your yes. And so you need, you need, you need to understand that that, that that picture is never going to be the full picture. I like how Pastor Bonet said, last night I had it all written out of what I wanted to say. But then God changed it. And you know why God changed it? Because he cared about you. And God will give you the word that you need. That's what being in church is all about. It's about, it's about divine connection so that you get the next word or the encouragement or the equipping that you need to be able to walk this thing out. Because you don't know, you know, Anna and I were talking the other day, on, I think Monday or Tuesday, and, and we talked about this right before church, is uh, Anna's our pastoral care pastor, and it was a slow time. And I said, hey, you need to enjoy these slow times because tomorrow things can be different. By the end of the week, you just don't know. And, and she was telling me this morning, she was like, remember that conversation we had? She said, by Friday, you were right, it was on. And when you learn to endure the slow times is when you allow God to speak to you. So that when you enter into the busy times, you walk into the busy times with authority, with overflow, with, with God with you, working with you, helping you structure. And off, all it takes is, is a setback or pain or uncertainty to get us off course, and the enemy's going to use that every time. I like how Dr. Carmen used to say, sometimes we just got to get a hold of the word and make the devil mad because we're the ones with the authority. He has no authority. We have authority through the name of Jesus. We're in authority. We're under authority. We're working with those in authority. And as we, as we get a hold of that, I believe God's going to begin to de de define some things to you that's different. And so you may, you may at one point, like Mary was, where she's struggling with the angel approaching her before he even said a word. It says that she struggled with that. Like, this is different. And I'm sure it was. It's an angel. But it's no different than a man or woman of God approaching you saying, hey, God has something more for you. God wants to do that. Somebody in a group looks at you and says, can I pray for you? I believe God's doing something in your life. God wants to heal your marriage. He wants to get a hold of your life. He wants to take you to a new place that God is with you and they're helping you walk through these relational things in your life. 
And you're thinking, man, I, I, I don't know if I can do that. You remember that feeling when you got saved? And you're like, man, I see that guy walking in it, that lady walking in it, but how do I walk in it? And you just let God take you from level to level. Let him do the arranging. And as he does the arranging, there'll be, there's just a stirring that takes place so you can always look back and say, man, I remember when I went through that. But you also, you also at the same time have people in your life reminding you of when God came through or something, when God did a miracle or because that's what he does, right? And then the last thing is Mary didn't, Mary didn't stop there. I, I found this story to be interesting, but I love if you read further into that and you get to verse 46, Mary begins to sing a song. And she begins to start declaring. She's in a different place than she was when an angel approached her. There's a process here. But it says that she began to say, my, my soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. He has regarded the lowly, the, the state of its maidservants. For behold, henceforth, all generations will call me blessed. For he is mighty and done great things for me. He is holy in his name. He is mercy on those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arms. He scattered the proud in the imagination of the hearts. He's put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He's filled the hungry with good things. He, he, and the rich, he has sent them away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, and he spoke to his fathers, uh, to Abraham and to his seed forever. I mean, she just begins to declare how good God is. And so that's a place that, that we've got to be aware of. Listen, there's the place where you recognize what you're walking in. You begin to talk the word. You begin to get a hold of faith. You begin to step this thing out, and you transition from, uh, uh, from theory to start operating in authority. And when you get to that place, listen, what else do you do? What else do you do? All of a sudden, if it's in you, it's got to come out of your mouth. And so Mary began to quote the word. She began to praise the Lord. She began to, to, to brag on God and all the things that he's done throughout time and done in her life and this honor that she had to carry, to carry a, 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 the Son of God and bring him into the world. But, but she understood the value in that. Listen to me. And just like Moses had to, had to have an understanding that God was with him, just like David had to have an understanding that God was with him, just like Paul had to have an understanding that God was with him, even when he was shipwrecked and beaten and all these things that he went through, listen to me, they all rose up and stayed faithful to the, God, the call of God on their life because they believed that God was with them. And that's what we have to do. We just get a hold of the fact that we don't have to have it all figured out. We only can do what we know to do. But when we stand up in faith declaring, hey, yes, I may be facing this obstacle in my life, but I know on the rock that I stand on. I know the pit that he delivered us out of. I know who my God says that he is, and I believe what he says. Come on. And that he can't lie and that he's faithful to his word. Am I talking to anybody here this morning? And so God wants to shift some things in our life today, but we, we, we just want to be open to, re, to the realization that he is with us. And so, so in my, you know, even at times in our own lives when we face battles and face things and, and there's things we don't see coming or this or that or the other, listen to me. God hasn't forgotten who he is. And as long as we don't forget who he is, come on, church, then we'll continue to walk that thing out. Is, is Joe in here this morning? Where's, where's, where's Joe? And, and, I, and, I, and I had a word. God gave me, gave me a word for you earlier in the week. And, and, and I felt this morning was going to be different. And I felt this this whole time. But, but uh, he's brought to you through several seasons. And, and there was a season of you. There's a season with 
God beginning to work some things out, and then there's a new season that God's bringing you into. And the word, I just gave the same word that he gave me, I believe it's for you in your life. He's teaching you to be under authority, in authority, and to work with those in authority. And as you, as you get into this, the thing that kept stirring in me earlier in the week is less is more. Does that make sense? And it's not about doing more or trying harder or any of those kind of things. Less is more. In other words, less of you, more of Jesus. And as you take the step back in that, there'll be a new anointing from the house, this house, that'll get upon, come upon your life. And God will get into some arranged things. But you have a call for ministry. And God's saying, I'm validating that today. And if you'll go through the process under authority, in authority, I'll teach you to work with those that are in authority. And God will align it. You won't have to do all that. You just stay faithful. You remain faithful. When your mind says, I've got to figure this out, I've got to work this thing, God's going to say, shut your mouth. And he's going to say, hey, I got you, bud. Come on, trust me. Let me do the arranging. Let me operate in that thing. And when that anointing will be the easiest thing that you float into. Every, every burden will be lifted, every yoke destroyed, everything that you've tried to do on your own and couldn't. It, 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 it's so that when you get to that place, when God honors you in that place, you'll be able to say, I know 100% it's not me. It was God who arranged my life. And he's going to bless your wife and your kids and all those things that come with that. But receive that today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And uh, I should have just done that when I came out and then just walked off and got it over. That's been stirring on me for days. But I felt like God wanted to do that here this morning. And, and, and for many of you here this morning, there's, there's some seasons that you're in and some things that you're, that you're, just, you're going through. And, and Pastor Bonet hit it, hit it so strong during the hosting. And it's a different type of, of attack. It's a different type of, of, of seasons or it's a different type of trouble. Trouble's trouble. And God's good at teaching you how to trouble your trouble. But, but, but I want you to get a hold of something. When you walk out of here today, I want you to walk out of here with your head up. Does that make sense? He's the lifter of our head, the scripture says. And as we walk out of here today, I want you to walk out of here with your head up. For some of you, you know, it's that look almost where you want to button your top collar. I can't get mine buttoned. The shirt, I buy three shirts, two smaller, so I look better. So, and so my five-pack will show, right, Daniel? But, but there's some things. God says, let him arrange. The, that's a strong word this morning. Let him do the arranging. Because when you walk out of that, those battles, you walk out knowing who delivered you. And, and, and it, it humbles you in life. But listen, listen to me. Humility begins to shift. And when you get humble and that humility begins to work, and, and any seasoned person in here will validate that, then God just begins to entrust you with, with different levels, different things and those kind of things. But, but, but I want to encourage you today. When you walk out this morning, maybe you're in pain, maybe you're in an uncertain time. Listen to me. Walk out of here with the lifter of your head. Come on. Taking you to a different place. Walk out with that kind of confidence. The reason that God is with you and not just, just shows up every now and then, the reason that he's with us is because he brought his confidence to us. He put it in us. Come on, somebody. And the, the scripture says, do not cast away your confidence because it has great reward. And so as you walk out of here today and, 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 and you're getting ready to embrace the rest of December, whatever the needs are, let's let God meet them. Trust him, he'll meet them. Come on. If it's financial, he'll meet them. If it's family, he'll meet them. If it's, if it's hardships, he'll help you get to that place. Come on. You may need a blessing now, but it's just a matter of time before you'll be the blessing. And, and if you're in that be the blessing, then be the blessing. Amen. But let the lifter of your head, come on, guide you in every aspect of life. Stand to your feet with me this morning. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your goodness today. Father, we believe today that you're, you're speaking to your people, Father. 
I believe today you're lifting our head, Father God. You're taking us to a different level. I believe there's people in here today, Father God, they have a heart to be obedient. They have a heart to receive what you have for them. And maybe they're dealing with some things that are different, but we just pray and believe today that you're stirring their faith. You're taking them to a whole new level. But if you're in here today, real quick, you're in here today and you say, Pastor, I'm, I'm in a time of pain. There's some things that just seem uncertain, but I'm not giving up my faith. I'm gonna embrace my faith today. I'm gonna embrace like Mary did. And I wanna go to a whole new level, but, but, but listen to me, that pain's been talking to you, that uncertainty's been talking to you, but also faith is talking to you. And it's when, there comes a point in life where all that, 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 that thing that we go through, listen, faith is not an escape from the pain, the uncertainty, or the work. But when you combine faith, hope, and love with all of those things, listen to me, you start walking through that with authority. And then you, you, know, you start quoting scriptures like, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no, fear no evil. That's faith working. You're acknowledging, yes, I'm walking through it, but I'm walking through it with God. But if you're in here today and you're dealing with something in that capacity in pain or uncertainty, I want you to lift your hand this morning because we want to pray for you. I see those hands. Thank you. Right there. And, 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 and I just believe there's something to that. Maybe you need healing in your body or healing in your family. Now's the time to receive. I believe God wants to release something in you. Father, we thank you today for those that are stepping out. Father, we declare today that even though it may feel painful, and even though it may look uncertain, we declare today that faith, hope, and love are alive. And I believe today, Father, you're healing them, Father God. You're, you're allowing them to see something different, Father God, that their faith would rise. And though they walk through the circumstance, we declare they walk in faith and not by sight. And Father, we stand on your word today. We just declare today, say this with me, Jesus, I trust you. I stand on your word. I stand on your truth. I stand in the right place today because I know that you are with me. And though there's pain and though there's uncertainty, I declare today my faith is alive. Faith that moves mountains. And I receive that into my life today. I stand on your word. I am an overcomer. I walk by faith and not by sight. And I stand as a greater one that lives in me. And I declare I'll accomplish his will in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand this morning.